When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. Hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary Stories, stories to, to Tell in the Pod. It's a podcast about scary stories. And urban legends. And things you heard from your friend. And things that you tell us about that you claim happened. And we believe because we're trusting people. It's about the folk art of North American folklore among folks. We invented this medium as a people. Spoken uh, the 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 oral um, history of <laughs> humanity as told through ghosts. And it is on a TED Talk stage right now. I just grew a face mic. <laughs> it just came out of my ear. I'm bleeding a lot. Oh boy. Oh boy. Anna, so, yeah. I'm a little bummed because you're towards the end of your LA jaunt when we got so much studio time together. I know. This is like Andrew and I sort of. Rode the bus to day camp every day. <laughs> it was really, I'm. It was a real delight. I'm someone who, like, I can't enjoy, if I'm going to do two weeks somewhere, I can't enjoy the first week and like two fifths of the week. Yeah. Really, until yesterday, it occurred to me that I was leaving soon, and then I started wanting to take advantage of my time. <laughs> I'm going to be so pissed on my deathbed, because I don't think I make the most of time. Anyway, I am now feeling very grateful for um, you and this Aww. podcast and our little community me and too. our friends out here. Very grateful for you, too, friend. Um, if you're in stories to be believed, did you go to do yoga today? I went to do yoga today. This Ooh. is the close friends one. <gasps> yes. But it, people can know that I do yoga. I'm this so is, sorry. No, no. <laughs> I, I said that LA is for stupid people on my close friends. And that is not to say that I think people in LA are categorically stupid. No, it I is think just like for that. the way that like Italy is for lovers, yeah. like LA, like culturally, it is made for people who are um, stupid. Right. Disneyland is for children. Yeah. Not everyone there is a child. That is such a perfect way of putting it. It is built from the ground up for children and also adults <laughs> like it. Some of the smartest people I know live in L.A. Yes. And also it's like a yoga class described itself as like taking care of your physical body and your subtle body. Subtle like, body. Subtle body. No. I have to say. Maybe the best yoga class I've ever taken. Really? What makes a good yoga class for you? I think like um, very clear and concise instructor. Mm -hmm. Like it's one thing to be clear, but if you're talking for so long, then it's like I no longer have a body. (laughs) Um, Humiliatingly, my New Year's resolution is to do yoga, which like I I think that's a great there's no way around how embarrassing that is. But. I think I internalized the message that exercise has to shred your ass and like scare you. Yeah, I know. And then I just avoid exercise because I'm like, well, I don't want to have my ass shredded today. <laughs> and then I just haven't moved my body, I think, for like a year and a half. Oh. And I like I like grew up doing all sorts of form based um, know it all activities like karate and um, right. ballet. And I miss moving my body. And I have a lot of natural flexibility that's just sitting on the shelf. Oh, my God. 
Um, but what makes a good yoga class? Yeah, she talked quick and smart, and it was a flow class, mm-hmm. like the sort of sun salutations that we went to college for. Yeah, that's what our degree is in. Right, sun salutations. Um, but it was surprising. Like it took different paths toward it. Yeah, like the the way that she told you to focus on like moving your body, all of a sudden you realize like, oh, I'm in down dog. Okay. Right. I, I have kind of a phobia of of trainers or exercise classes where I'm being yelled at, where it's like, I think that's cool that that works for so many people. And for me, I'm like, then I'm self-conscious about someone yelling at me. Yeah. Again, I think it's maybe being raised Catholic. <laughs> Look, I, I have the same thing. I went to bar a lot. Oh, yeah. Bar class, which is like Pilates, but ballet. Um, which shreds you, but it's very quiet shredding. Yeah. Um, and that sort of fits into the grooves of my own personal trauma. Well, I loved we when we were in school, we took a class called Idiokinesis. Do you remember this? With Joanne Edelman, where it was like a massage series. Oh, yeah. Did you not like that? No. <laughs> it was like we had to twirl each other's toes. Yeah. And it was like about like it was about direction. like bringing our shoulder blades out. I kind of liked it. I'm sure it was great. And I bet it made me taller or something. Yeah. And she was really interesting. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I think it was about like being taller. And it was the best I felt flexibility wise, I think. That's good. And I think if I just had a one on one person to be like, we're going to go through this series of stretches, which is what yoga is, I'm realizing as I'm saying it. So maybe I should go. There's yin yoga that I, I took a year ago. Um, that is very slow and stretching based. Mm. Um, like Yang, I think is like the high, cut this out. Don't anyone, <laughs> no, 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 Don't do this to me. Do not, no, cut this out. <laughs> Who is talking through my mouth? This is awful. <laughs> I'm not going to explain yoga. Right. I won't do it. I don't, I don't do it. I can't I think know, about I it. I put you in a trap. I, I'm so I apologize to everything. Um, <laughs> I will just say that uh, one time I was talking to um, this. I will just say that one time I was talking with this performer who is like a, her like thing is flexibility and she's in her 70s. Huh. And I was like, what's the what's the secret? Like what? And she was really like nothing else matters but maintaining your flexibility as you get older. And I was like, oh, that sucks because that's the thing I'm worst, the worst at, you know? No. Um, so I'm, now I'll just get I I'll thought, just get better at that. I thought nothing else mattered besides not being sedentary. I think that's a part of it, but it's but like I didn't know this. Like the term muscle bounds, like if you're too built as you get older, it's not oh. good for you. You know what? I was so incredibly I was like peak flexible today. Like yeah. I was able to stretch and reach my feet in a way that I was when I was like consistently doing acrobatics mm. in high school. And I think it's because I haven't worked out in a year and I have no muscle. Tone. <laughs> so my body is just grizzled. And <laughs> I was like, wait, am I naturally like an Olympian? And I was like, oh, I just don't have any um, anything to stretch over. It's just bone and like memories of food. Maybe my favorite <laughs> and also my favorite comment that we've had in social media and also maybe my least favorite comment depending on the tone okay. is the first time we posted a picture of ourselves no. when we had Paul F. Tompkins. Pass. There's a comment that just says, that what y'all look like? No. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe there's a way in which like, that what y'all look like? Like, there's a way in which that question can be asked that is complimentary. I think I innately read it because it had zero punctuation um, as like they had a clear idea of what we looked like and we did not meet the bar of that. 
That's hard to know. That's hard I, to know. I have a thing where whenever I hear someone talk, I assume that they're real thin. Um, <laughs> oh, I I had a very clear um, image of what Terry Gross looked like, and it was Audrey McDonald. I was like, wow. Terry Gross is – I knew that – I mean, I don't mean that I thought they were the same person. I was like, I think Terry Gross looks like Audrey McDonald. That's so interesting. Yeah, I don't know why I thought that. I – intuitively knew that she looked exactly like Rachel Winitsky's mother, Barbara Winitsky, and I was oh. correct. <laughs> Although I spent the first 10 years of knowing about Terry Gross thinking that it was a man. So the, even the I voice? didn't listen. I didn't listen to it. I just would hear Terry Gross and I'd be like, oh, oh yeah. And like try to use it as a reference. The singer who sings American Pie, I thought was um, the banking assistant from the Beverly Hillbillies, Miss Something or Other. I thought that was like kind of an older woman. Whoa. I don't know why. Sometimes you just like, sometimes you just hear things that way. I, I was listening to a David Sedaris uh, audiobook and Chris kept laughing and he was like, who's that funny old lady that you always listen to? <gasps> wow. And then I was like, oh, wow. Interesting. It's yeah. Cola Scola. It's Cola Scola. <laughs> Has to be. Um, oh, also, I just want to reiterate, I don't know anything about muscles, but like I have heard that you can't be like a jacked or... If you're a jacked person as you get older, uh-huh. it's not necessarily the healthiest thing. I don't mean you shouldn't have muscles as you get older. You should have some muscles and also don't. Yeah, and don't come here for fitness tips. Don't. Fitness ghost-storian. <laughs> and speaking of ghost-storian, uh, it's a Monday. It's a Monday. And I believe it's my turn to read a scary story. We can't decide, but we do think that it's Andrew's turn I to read a story. So too. I think sometimes when we do our non-traditional things like um, covering scary stories still in the dark, the movie last week, sometimes things get messed up. It's okay, everybody. We'll get back on a normal track. Don't also, worry. sometimes depending on how we record, it'll be like, well, Andrew will do five urban legend sodes, <laughs> one story. I do a hundred stories and then I don't talk. Yeah. Believe it or not, we don't record these either. Each week. No. I hate to pull back the curtain, but sometimes Anne and I will do three or four episodes in one sitting. Absolutely. Sometimes one. Um, but in this case, uh, we got a new scary story. This one, Anna, is from More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the second in the series. And it is called Sounds. Oh, I um, don't remember what the story is. Oh, I love this one. Okay. The house was ah! near. <laughs> This is a great person. I'm already scared. (laughs) Houses are scary. We've covered this. The house was near the beach. (laughs) Yes. I love that. This is like Duolingo level one. Yeah. Absolutely. This this story is a Nancy Myers film. Yes. (laughs) It was a big old place. The white woman was wearing tinted sunglasses. Her friend had red hair. It was a big old place where nobody had lived for years. From time to time, somebody would force open a window or a door and spend the night there but never longer. Three fishermen caught in a storm took shelter there one night. With some dry wood they found inside, they made a fire in the fireplace. They lay down on the floor and tried to get some sleep, but none of them slept that night. This is the lighthouse. Yeah. Oh, did you see it? Yes. Yeah. Wild. It's square. Yeah, some people were like, oh my God, I'm so in love with, uh, you know, uh, Robert Pattinson or is it Pattinson or Pattinson? It's Pattinson. Pattinson yeah. or Willem Dafoe. I did not. It was not a sexual experience for me watching that. Yeah. Hard to get horny for it. Um, yeah. Scary. I don't like farting and pooping and I don't like I don't like imagining that in a time before now. You know I what know. I mean? No, I don't. I don't want to know that Willem Dafoe knows what a fart is. <laughs> you know? Um, okay. Okay. 
So none of them slept that night. First, they heard footsteps upstairs. It sounded like there were several people moving back and forth, back and forth. When one of the fishermen called, Who's up there? The footsteps stopped. Then they heard a woman scream. The scream turned into a groan and died away. Blood began to drip from the ceiling into the room where the fishermen huddled. A small red pool formed on the floor and soaked into the wood. Uh. A door upstairs crashed shut, and again the woman screamed, Not me! Oh. It sounded as if she was running, her high heels tapping wildly down the hall. I'll get you! A man shouted, and the floor shook as he chased her. This is Bombshell. <laughs> it's the Oscars. It's Roger Ailes. <laughs> He's not running. <laughs> he, someone pushed him in his chair. <laughs> In his office chair. It's my job. I have to. When he wants to chase someone, I push his office chair. He's chasing a lady. I push his chair. He got so mad at me when I I didn't Pam his wheels yesterday. Oh, my God. he squeaked. He got so mean. Um, You can Pam squeaky hinges and make them not squeak anymore. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Good. Um, Jason has a lot of very spooky sounding cabinets in his house. I'm I'm a Pam them. Spooky. Uh, Then there was silence. There wasn't a sound until the man who had shouted began to laugh. Long peals of horrible laughter filled the house. It went on and on until the fishermen thought they would go mad. When finally it stopped, the fishermen heard someone coming down the stairs, dragging something heavy that bumped on each step. They heard him drag it through the front hall and out the front door. The door opened and it slammed shut. Again, silence. Suddenly, a flash of lightning filled the house with a green blaze of light. A ghastly face stared at the fisherman from the hallway. Then came a crash of thunder. Terrified, the fisherman ran out back into the storm. And then what happens? And then that's a the end. Yeah, okay. So what I like about this one is it really feels like, you know, those um, audio cassettes that you would get around Halloween where you'd hear scary noises? Yeah. It feels like um, the sound an annotation ones. of that. Yes, the sound effect ones. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, I'll get you. Right. No, not, not me. me. Right. Her. <laughs> me? Rebecca. No, um, I can't. <laughs> Why? I'm... Uh, sorry, I have to I go have, talk to my friend. I have work. I have to talk to my friend. <laughs> Wait, the idea, of, <laughs> the idea of a scary sound effects audio tape <laughs> that just descends into like weird background argument. Okay, here's an here's an exercise. Um, we're gonna do a ten track um, Halloween sound effect <laughs> track listing one at a time. Okay, you ready? Yep. Thump. Thump. Track two. Uh oh. <laughs> Track three. <laughs> Track four. Could crash. Oh no, I dropped it. <laughs> Track five. Could you turn that down? Oh, sorry. Track six. Track seven. Track eight. Jazz? 
Jess. Jess? <laughs> Jess. Jess. That's our friend. Can you get her? Jess. Jess. Oh my God. Jess. 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 I'm sorry, that's a coat stand. Track nine. So notice me, Horton, feather by feather. This is your next door neighbor calling. Track 10. Good morning, Baltimore. You're free to take that. You can rip it. You can play it when you, you can get rip out. It. You can rip it up. You can print it out. <laughs> print out the waveforms. I'm proud of us that we knew any bit of some uh, Broadway hits. Uh, that's the only line of that song I know. <laughs> um, okay, so those are our sounds. Yeah. Let's talk about the story sounds. Right. Very spooky. Um, oh, also just a quick illustration point. Yeah. This one's good. We very rarely get um, an environmental uh, glimpse. Yeah, you know? this is sort of like a video game style. Like this is the room we're in. Right, right. You don't. There's nothing directly frightening in this. It is. It looks like a corner of a room. We see a window. Uh, that light appears to be blazing oh, in funny. from the outside. I thought that was a wardrobe, like a some sort of china cabinet. Oh, but it I is, can see that. It's definitely a window. No, I can see that though. Um, um, it and- it definitely has that. It's square. It's rectangular, so yeah. it's easy to make that mistake. There's wood paneling, which is scary. Oh, very scary. And there's Stephen Gamel fog that's shot through with that sort of glowing light. Right. One might assume this is the moment that lightning struck and filled the whole house with green light. Yeah. Um, and then I guess we're the um, scary face because we're looking into the room. Yeah. Um, <gasps> there is one scary oh, thing. Wow. There's blood dripping down. Right. And splatting Pools. on the floor. Yeah, this is um it really is true. You can't really get blood out of wood. My <laughs> I, It's true what they say. You can't get blood out Is that a thing that people say? Um well I just know I remember I like Bob Vila didn't say this, but I remember in this old house, remember that show? Oh, I never watched it. I, I feel like I would it would just be on it was like a sick day show. Okay. And um I feel like he mentioned like there are certain things that you're really very hard to get out of wood. And at one point he said bodily fluids. Which is weird, I think, or like I think probably he, or maybe he said like animal bodily fluids. I forget. Anyway, my um my great aunt and uncle used to had a used to have a bed and breakfast. That, they used to had a. They used to had a. They used to have a bed and breakfast. Oh boy, let's keep it. <laughs> bread and breakfast. Bread and breakfast. They used to have a bed and breakfast in Gettysburg. I, <gasps> I probably mentioned this before, and it was an I believe it was a Civil War Union hospital. Oh, no. And there was one corner of their dining room that had a blood stain in it that was just impossible to get out. It was like the old original wood floors. Uh, and ghost hunters would come to that hotel all the time and they would be very annoyed by it because it felt like, uh There's nothing here? Yeah. I mean, they certainly- they certainly. Oh, the owners were annoyed by it. Right, right. Oh, got it. was just it. like a clientele that they weren't- They were like, we're just trying to be a nice bed and breakfast. And they right. were like, yeah, there's bodies. Who else died here? And they were like, a lot of people, it was Union Hospital. You know what I mean? Like they weren't leaning into that. Oh my God. that's That just reminds me when I was in London and uh, we were given an information session by the this woman, Mary Jane Walsh, who was this like very accomplished television producer and like oh. it was in charge of the- um, like study abroad television and arts program in general. And she had just given us like an overview and like a basic walk around campus. And she was like, does anyone have any questions? People ask a couple questions and someone was like, do you have a good like Jack the Ripper tour recommendation? (laughs) And as if to see like, do you have like the American um, trait of friendliness? (laughs) And she was like, well, no, I don't have a recommendation because 
that is glorifying a man who killed defenseless women who didn't have the kind of people who could um, look for them after they were killed. Yeah. So no, I don't um, have oh. a recommendation. That's fair. That was the second day we were there. <laughs> and we learned that was the day we all became men and women yeah. and people. <laughs> was, was like, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it. that's why like as a, I never ask a question on a tour. <laughs> oh my God. No. I just never ask. You if never know. If someone needs to like be the last person to ask a question, it's like kind of a funny question. Like don't be, don't be yourself. Right. I, I remember very weirdly, I was on a tour of New Orleans with my mom when I was like 12 or 13 years old. And uh, someone in the tour asked our tour guide of like the old French quarter. What were the most common names back then? And I was like, Oh God. And then the person really said a a thing that was clearly a joke, but that when I was 12 or 13, I was like, wait, really? When he was like, well, uh, you know, um, Elizabeth was a very common name. You want to know why? And everyone's like, why? And he was like, well, you know, uh, when the midwife would uh, help deliver the baby and they'd say under their breath, looks like a lizard to me. Oh. And then I was like, oh, it just was, it was an, um, you know, wasn't a That's... great move on the part of a tour guide. But also, I blame the person asking the, the bad question. What a weird dad joke. There are bad questions. There are bad questions. Yeah. Um. Wow. That just reminds me. Oh, I can't. Lady Bird is just absolutely screaming. <laughs> um. Was, oh, my God. From the sex talk in fourth grade, uh-huh. we could all write down an anonymous question <gasps> and put it in a jar. Uh-huh. But like most people weren't doing that because it would be like, well, someone would see me writing a question down. <laughs> and I wanted to like participate because I felt like there wouldn't be enough good questions. Yeah. And I wrote down um, a question that I thought was like very scientific. And my friend was like, what are you writing? And I was like, I'm just asking how often are conjoined twins born? <gasps> and she was like, Okay. <laughs> As if to be like, why would I care about sex? It's not something that's going to happen to me. I am merely a scientist of the fact that other degenerates will do it. And I put it in and the teacher, I was like, she'll have my back. She just had a baby. She gets it. And she pulled it out and went, how often are Siamese twins born? I don't know. And the whole class laughed. And I was a virgin until my... 20s. So, oh. if you're looking to <laughs> preserve your sons and daughters and children, just yeah. have them look at sex as something that is uh, an academic subject. Yeah. <laughs> our friend, our friend Nick in high school, he asked a question: "Is <laughs> is semen a foam?" And he meant it. And then the question was asked, and the teacher was like, "The teacher was like, okay, no, oh, like I get that this is a joke." And then Nick was horrified, and he never got the answer. And it was like a thing that was really bugging him for a long time. Oh God! And he had to find I, that was such a, a high stakes first jerk. Well, because the th- like, I think a lot of people have that question who saw there's something about Mary when they were too young because like prop it's like it looks too much like moose and she says oh is that moose yeah and then she puts in her hair and moose is foam (laughs) exactly moose is foam moose is famously foam um man so the other thing that's scary to me about this anyway that sounds (laughs) (laughs) sounds like foam (laughs) um the other thing that's scary to me about this story is the concept of uh, breaking into a home to sleep in during a stormy night. Oh, 
Very scary because very rarely when you would be in that situation would you have the opportunity to search the home to make sure there's not somebody else in there. And that really that really spooks me. We've talked about this briefly recently, but like looking to see if someone's in a place, oh. you just don't want to do a great job because you don't want to find out because it's too scary. Mm-hmm. And you're like, if I just sort of poke my head around and then like go in my bed, I'll be fine. Oh, I think one of the very scariest things that that has ever happened to me is uh, one time I was coming home. My parents were out to dinner. I was packing a bag to go sleep over at a friend's. And my brother John was home from college and had not said that he was getting home. (gasps) And he heard me like coming like in the front door. So he hid in my bathroom behind the door. And I used to have a habit of waiting to turn on the lights until I closed the door of the bathroom. And I closed the door, turned on the lights, and John was standing behind me in the mirror. And I, 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 I it's a miracle I didn't die of a heart attack. Even Which could happen. Age. That could happen. Which could happen. That could happen. We know. Oh my god! What a prankster, uh, he John. It was so he thought it was very funny. He was getting back at me for another prank that I pulled on him. So prank we pulled brothers. pranks. I don't. You did? Yeah. Which feels very what out of my. You didn't get that from either of your parents. No, I don't know. Got, I think that's I, just the I, product I of Nickelodeon. four boys. That's oh, Nickelodeon. Yeah? yeah. What were pranks? Um, what would you do? There were pranks. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like kind of the the id of all that was kind of like pranking adults. Um, or like adults are stupid. Blah. Anyway, yeah. My, about that. I, I tried to – I pranked John once I put um, a bunch of ice cubes in his pillowcase right before he went to bed. And then, <laughs> and then over the course of the night it just became a wet – pillow which part of the pillowcase um under been under the like at the bottom of the pillowcase like under the pillow yeah wow yeah it was kind of i mean i don't i don't know that it really had as strong strong of an impact as i thought it would but uh but yeah i mean that he is was a mad thing where, like you'll take the laundry out and you're like i can't tell if this is cold or just or wet i oh, you know what I'm, i can't that, believe I, that's like a creeping dread thing i can't believe i'm just remembering this i know where i got the prank thing from my mom loves april fool's day well, she loves a holiday. She loves a holiday. She loves a ritual on a holiday. Do you have I told I you about the prank that. she pulled on on me on April Fool's Day as a kid? I think you have, but please repeat. Well, yeah. Sorry if it's repeating, um, but there's new folks and blah blah. Uh, sometimes she would leave the plastic on my cheese in a sandwich, like in <laughs> my slice of cheese on April Fool's Day. One time she put um, <laughs> she put a bunch of olive juice in my oatmeal. <laughs> what are you talking Which about? Which is the most insane thing to do. It would it's all clear. That's it, so insidious. Right. It just, it, you would not know from looking at it. You take a bite and then suddenly it's olive. And I, I just, it's not that I hate olives. It's that when I, I have an adverse reaction to olives because it's all I can taste when it's in a thing. Oh my God. But as a kid, I did not like olives. Um, yeah, she did some, there was some other real classic Food-based ones. based pranks. Yeah. Although one time she put um, this big gorilla head on my shower head. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't realize until I turned on the shower and then it just created a huge mess. Um, you didn't realize? Uh, I, I was young. I was, I, I was Did not. Did you just take a habit of not looking at anything in the bathroom? I, after was, <laughs> I was young. So I, w- I was not at eye level of the shower. Okay. And so, you know, think about it when you open the shower door and you turn on the water and then you look up, like I was not yet in the shower. You know okay. what I mean? So I, I was guess like, I do a scan of the tub every time I get in because of what we just talked about. Mm. Uh, I know what you did last summer. Oh, yeah. Is a body covered in crabs in a oh, bathtub. Very scary. Spoiler alert. 
Spoiler. 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 But yeah, that really scares me. Yeah, the idea of of people being in the house that I don't know. Really scary. It must have just happened a lot more. There must have been a lot more abandoned houses back then. Yeah. You know? I think it was just easier to like do you. Yeah. Like back in fisherman times. Also, I feel like. (laughs) I forget who did this, but someone did a mini documentary um, about the origin of the American haunted house and that um, the reason why American haunted houses are not like gothic, like steep old houses like in Europe, that they're like Gilded Age mansions, is that all of these very – all of these very extravagant mansions were built during the Gilded Age and then uh, the bottom fell out and everyone like lost their money and could not, couldn't keep up their houses. So they just abandoned them. Whoa. And so then there were all these abandoned houses. And that's kind of like where Charles Adams uh, got his idea for the Adams Family House. And um, there's a famous painting. Oh, who's it by? Who did like uh, um, pr- like prairie shots? I think he did like Christine's World. Oh, oh, uh, Andrew Wyeth. Yes, yeah. I think he has one of like a house that that uh, looks like what we think of as a haunted house, and also Psycho. I think that had a huge impact on on our conception of what a haunted house looks like. Is interesting. Like, mm-hmm. So people just left their houses because they couldn't afford them, right? And and like Psycho is a great example where it's like this was a house that clearly used to be off a major road or off a railroad, and LA then... podcast dog shaking out, <laughs> take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then once roads change and interstates and freeways pop up, uh, like and once railroads no longer become a big thing, uh, that's how like ghost towns happen. That's so wild. But a house, an abandoned house by the beach, that is of an era because you won't find that much anymore now unless it well, is the result of I feel of like you see it a lot because people are selling their – or trying oh, to get yeah. rid of their um, beachfront property. My friend from high school – they used to go to Cape May every year. Oh, wow. And they just sort of don't go. Uh, Lady Bird is chewing on something on top of a pile of wires. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she likes to be on a surface when she's chewing. <laughs> and she chose a pile. No, no, no. Lady Bird, come here. <laughs> oh. Good girl. I see, know she's on there's her suspense Christmas sweater. in this podcast, too. <laughs> there is. You know? Um. But yeah, that that I I always wonder about when for our grandkids, like will haunted houses be like McMansions, you know, I like, feel like it'll it will be. I think it'll be. I think the beachfront haunted house is coming back. Ooh. I think it is because people are not going there and they're not living there. They can't sell these houses. That's true. Because no one's buying them. Haunted condos. Haunted condo. <laughs> no, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> the ghosts are just like you don't care enough to be scared because they're so boring. I love those YouTube. Their whole YouTube channels where people explore abandoned areas. Whoa. And and something that was like very much a thing from my like later teenage years, once people started to be able to drive, it was it was kind of around the time when the housing bubble burst and Florida mm-hmm. was like one of the big places where that would happen. And there would be these like mini um, neighborhoods in Florida. There was one near my house called Abacoa where oh. it was like super trendy. Everyone wanted to be there. There was a movie theater. There was a baseball stadium. There were a bunch of restaurants. Like when we were teenagers, it was like our mecca. You just loved going there. And um, and then another one opened too close to it, and Apicoa just like the bottom fell out. Like the movie theater closed; it's now a parking lot. Um, I don't even think I don't even know that they are still playing baseball games there anymore. But like, no one went to Apicoa anymore, and we used to just drive around it because then it became like a ghost town, and it would be all these sort of That's unoccupied amazing. houses. Yeah, there's like the opposite of that where Jason's from in Utah, oh. where like 
these all these like developments are just popping up because people are like the uh, the population is exploding in different areas i think it's because like the big tech companies came in Mm. um and there are just these whole developments that are like in the middle of muddy fields yeah and like they're barely on google maps yet like it's so brand new (laughs) and like most of the houses aren't occupied yet wow it's and you'll drive and you'll see all these advertisements for new um like residential communities. That's what I mean. That's kind of like the whole, that's like the, the nut of poltergeist, right? It's like all like new housing developments built faster than anyone can keep track. And no one knows what was there before. And like the new haunted house, that's very spooky. Scary. Scary. Uh, Anna, what's something spooky that happened to you this week? Wait, who would we cast? Oh my gosh. I can't believe I forgot. Fishermen. Um, let's just throw some names out there. Yeah. Uh, the guys from the new girl. Um, um, who's the K-pop group that was on SNL recently? BTS. Yeah, BTS. Oh, yeah, holy Just BTS shit. is the fisherman. That would be like the really, really cool, good version of this story. It's a great, if BTS wants to use this as a music video idea, oh. it's kind of a um, everybody Backstreet Boys take. Yes. Them staying in Haunted House. Well, have you seen the BTS music video? Uh, I don't know that I have. I saw their performance on SNL. It's worth it. It's this is worth it. This is worth it for me to pull up <laughs> me showing you a BTS music video because they basically are little scary stories. Oh, um, I like that their kind of style is uh, they they all look like my friends' moms from the '90s or um, members of Wilson Phillips. They've got kind of that haircut and and clothing and ooh. Yeah, pull, very much. Should I pull it up to? Just like shadow people. Oh, it is very. It is very. Stephen Gamble. Look at all those arms. <laughs> Whoever does their lighting is so good. Oh wow. What? How long have they been a band? Um, or I don't group? know, and I don't want to say because if we're wrong, we'll oh, absolutely yeah, we'll be the end of our life. <laughs> Um, it is very scary one stories. Where the guy, the music cuts out, and it just sounds like um, there's like wind sounds. Yeah, and a guy kisses a white angel statue with <gasps> like black. Oh, here we go. Did you meet them? Um, I saw them. <laughs> that counts, you know. Uh, yeah, I saw them, and it was overwhelming. I was really excited. I love um, spooky, spooky, and pop is having a is having a big moment right now. It really is. Billie Eilish is sort of, oh my God. I When I was, <laughs> I listened to too many Billie Eilish songs when I was traveling by myself. <laughs> and then I was so scared that I couldn't sleep. And I it was a nine hour delay from LA. <gasps> it was when I was in Prague, which oh, yeah. is a spooky city. And Very. I listened to Billie Eilish and then I was so scared I couldn't sleep. And I had Jason FaceTime me when he was at work. Oh. And I just put it on mute so that I could sleep. <laughs> oh. Wow. That is how Spooky, the pop is right now. What trust in a relationship? It was really, that was a good bonding moment for that us. Is really good I have a hard time needing people. And that was good. Um, <laughs> Who would we cast as the ghastly face? Ghastly face. Uh, obviously, whoever it's going to be is going to be hot and like will be made up to look like ghastly face. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is ghastly face is just in. It's like if an agent sent it to you, they'd like delete it from the. You're looking for dramatic it. features um, that yeah. are very often beautiful. Yes. Um. I could see like a Lana Del Rey. I mean, we frequently cast her and stuff, but yeah. sort of like made up to look like a Norma Desmond kind mm, of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
maybe a Harry Styles. Sure, Harry Although Styles. He would be good as a fisherman. Yeah, I'm trying to think of someone. I'm thinking of someone who has big eyes. Mm. Um, I know it's like Emma Stone is is very often thought That'd of for like the big eyed the big eyed actor. Um, Elijah Wood. Oh, Elijah Wood is a famously great. follows me on Twitter. You're kidding me. No. <gasps> when I found it out, I was like, I know this is someone who's just running a social media account. It's mm. fine. Wow, but it does matter. But as someone who was reared on Lord of the Rings fan fiction. That the was a big moment. S- the silliest thing in the world to me, years ago, I used to run this account called Mannequin Depressed where I'd take pictures of mannequins and then write their inner monologues. Uh-huh. And um, I I briefly made it like a Twitter account that sometimes I update, but uh, it only has like 100 followers, but one of them is Ryder Strong. And I think that's very funny. Who is that? Ryder Strong was Boy Meets World. He was like the best friend. Oh, the cute boy? I think, I think like friend? very much kind of a teen beat. Uh, a little bit of a Josh 90s. server. Very much, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's good. Yeah, but it, that just always made me laugh. That's um, really good. Imagine, imagine a Devin Sawa following. Imagine the full circle of a Devin Sawa. Ryan following. Philippe follows me on on Twitter. Wow. He it, followed me when I years ago, and I was like, "If you ever want a tour of New York, let me know." And he was like, "Thanks." I think I one like, of the, the most. What the fuck was I saying? <laughs> one of the most shocking moments of my life was I was on my block. I turned the corner onto my block, uh, and I was. Face to face with Jesse Bradford. Do you know who Jesse Bradford is? I know that who. What okay, is? Jesse Bradford was in um, what's the cheerleading movie with Kristen Dunst? Oh, Bring It On. He was the love interest in Bring It On. Uh, I remember him from a movie called like The Long Journey Home or something, something where he had a, a yellow lab or um, a golden retriever. It was oh, kind of like a hatchet. far from home. Far from home. That's it. Um, yeah. And, oh, swim fan. Swim fan's the obvious. Swim he's fan. he's the swimmer and swim fan. Yes. And I realized yes. Yes. that something happened when I, as a child, when I watched Far From Home, that was like not at all like any sort of um, like like physical sexual awakening. But I remember being like, I want to be friends with this person. I was like, <laughs> I was like eight years old, That's and sweet. then and then I remember seeing the trailer for Swim Fan, and once again, at that point, I was maybe eleven or twelve, and I was like, Yeah, I gotta be friends with that guy. <laughs> I want to be friends with him. But yeah, seeing him face to face was such a shock. He seems great. Wow, he was uh, on the West Wing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and then who would we cast as the woman who screams, not me? Um, wow. Has to be. Oh, God. I just said her the other day. She's the one who sings in Garden State. Oh, Jackie Hoffman. Jackie Hoffman. Really Not good. Not May. Not May. Um, yeah. Her could be uh, like, um, oh, no, no, no. You know who it is? Who? Oh, it's Ayo Itabiri. What's, what's, what's... Do you know her? She... She she can sort of scream like this. She like she does like a little like nineteen uh, twenties newsboy sort of voice. Oh great! I think she'd be very good at that. Love that. Yeah, it's funny because that vibe. I was thinking Devin Green. You know the comedian Devin Green. No. Uh, she did the like welcome to my home. Remember that nineteen uh, eighties video, the soap opera star who made like the vanity lifestyle video. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 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 And she's got a great. Um, Sort of that, what is it? It's like a high class lisp, you know, when oh. in her impersonations where the eshes are like this, <laughs> which I just always find very That's funny. That's really good. Thank you. Not me. Not me. Oh, pause for dog drinking. <laughs> it. I I do think that should be like a white noise thing. A dog drinking is very sad. A small dog drinking. The sound of a s- 
Yeah, and big dog also could. But that's a little more like dogs. They're they're frustrating. They don't know when they need to hydrate, and they won't do it until they're absolutely dying of thirst. <laughs> and so when my dog drinks, it feels like an accomplishment. <laughs> On par with pooping, I'll say it. Wow, satisfying. Oh, I have something spooky that happened to me this week. Oh, you go, you go. Yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of involved both of us. Okay. Anne and I took uh, an Uber last night. Wow. Wow. Oh, this is good. What a glimpse. And our Uber driver was very friendly and mostly very knowledgeable. We were talking about um, one time my nephew asked me, does Dracula know his name? Which, <laughs> Which it took me a second level, to think about. I was like, what? He was on like, the level with is Mickey Mouse an atheist. Right. Does Dracula know his name? And I was like, what? And then I, I the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, he's saying, does Dracula have a first name? And does he use it? And then we were like, what is Dracula's first name? And our Uber driver immediately was like, Vlad. And then we were like, oh, oh, Hi. hello. <laughs> this is open. The wall has been shattered. Uh, which I was grateful for because then he told us that he had gone on a family vacation to Transylvania, um, which he highly recommended going to because it's very inexpensive and they could stay at very nice hotels and the food's very cheap. Um, but he warned us that there are several castles in Transylvania that claim to be Dracula's castle, but there's only one that actually is a claim that Dracula lived there. Yeah. I will also say I've been to Ireland and Scotland and the, each place I went was like, and there's a castle here that's Dracula's castle because it inspired Bram Stoker to write Dracula. Oh, funny. And I was like, okay, one of these lying. There's a, there's a castle near um, West Point that was in, that did inspire the design of the Wicked Witch's castle in The Wizard of Oz. Oh, I forgot she had a castle. Yeah, yeah. Is she also royal? Um, I think that's a good question. Otherwise, why does she have a castle? They kind of are. The witch vibes in uh, Oz are sort of like right, sort of like the royals. You get a land. You get the north, east, west, or south. That's true. They're yeah, they're landowners. Yeah, <laughs> they're landowners. It's good to know that witches are landowners. Something to think about in the world of Oz. Um. So yeah. Oh, so, but and he also told us that there's a country within Moldova. Oh yeah. I love a confident white male Gen X Uber driver because guess what? You're chatting. You're having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm always grateful for a conversation that does not become um, uh, uncomfortable. Like, it really, he just was sharing information. It was fine. It was yeah. good. Um, um, but he told us there's this country within Moldova called Transmistra yeah. that declared itself a country that no one recognizes Leninist, country. That's, a Leninist that's country. like a full-on Soviet Leninist. They have like statues of Lenin everywhere. And the only country that recognizes it as a country is Russia. <laughs> Transmistria is such a funny... And you can only go there for 10 hours at a time. <laughs> Which is such a funny visa. <laughs> I know. It's like, they'll let you stay at Disney World longer than 10 hours. Like, what's going on in Transmistria? Maybe it's like a low self-esteem thing where they're like, there's like not much here. It's like fine. That kind of feels like, did you ever have a friend growing up who the rule at their house was like, you can stay for three hours or like some, some like rule Whoa. for the amount of time you could stay. No, like their parents put that rule there. Yeah. Like I remember having a couple friends who, yeah, there was like, there was a rule that was like, or, or no, it was more like an inside rule. Like you could hang out for as long as you wanted if you were all playing outside. But in terms of inside, it was kind of like you had to be out by five. Oh. Which was always very interesting to me. That is very interesting. Yeah. By five? I think maybe it was a dinner time thing. Okay. Um, with, with my, with my neighbors, the Warrens growing up, my parents had a rule that we could not play before 9am, which was very funny because I remember getting up being like 9am, I have to wait three hours. Like it was so, it was so play. unconscionable that I would have to, yeah, we would like what? call each other and be like, do you want to play? play? And then we would like play outside all damn day. And then 
typically the rule was depending on the time of year, sometimes it was like by the time the street lights went on, we'd have to go home or sometimes it'd be like by six o'clock, we'd all have to go home because it, it was like dinner time. Wild. Um, but yeah, this, there was this other rule that was like strictly five every time, which was always very interesting. Weird. Right. Yeah. I don't know why. I never figured it out. That feels like it's the topic of Goosebumps book, you know? It does. Home before five. No playing before 9 a.m. <laughs> don't tell mom the babysitter said no playing. <laughs> Oh my god. Um oh boy. Wait, oh yeah, I, do you have a spooky thing? Oh, yeah, I have a spooky thing. Great. My spooky thing, I don't know if I already said this. I've just been watching a lot of 6 Feet Under. Oh yeah, that's great. And I really like it. Yeah, it's really And there's good. a lot of spookiness in it, but I will say, even though it's HBO, they don't show a ton of gratuitous um gore. No. Like they barely ever show you the gruesome stuff. Mm-hmm. It's always presented as like pretty digestible whatever you're showing that's true that's um true. which i think kind of that's like form meeting function like or form meeting content, content yeah that like they're people who embalm dead bodies so like the show right. is sort of presenting it like kind of cleaned up oh yeah and that makes sense yeah that makes sense i'm so fucking smart oh uh, you really are it sucks you joke but i do think you are i want to be underestimated that's my <laughs> I know do, do you ever have that moment where you're like oh I'm not a wonderkind anymore I the I think I don't like anything as much as I like surprising someone with right. how good I could be and then once there's an expectation of like okay sure then I'm like <laughs> no I don't want to consistently put out a product that you expect yeah I only want ever want to be like Susan Boyle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I've never kissed a man Oy. oh man that was what a thrill <laughs> I remember a friend saying, like, I don't like that because it makes it, it it makes it seem like her worth is the fact that she has a talent. But it's like she has inherent worth because she's a human being. And I was like, oh, I totally no. understand that. And I think, like, the how it's set up is really nasty. But, or, you know, where it's like this she also plain did Jane. Kiss a guy. She played it up. Yeah. Um, but I do think – I think you're right. I think sometimes when, when you are surprised at someone's talent, it is a very pure and lovely thing. Yeah. I like that. Anyway – Anyway, it's spooky to owe people things. And that's that's it. That's we'll save that for our episode. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Thanks for joining. Thanks for all the new reviews. We've just gotten a little I a little groundswell of good reviews. It's very really nice. lovely. And yeah, the stories keep coming into our Gmail. Please keep sending them. We love it lots. You have to. Uh, and yeah, if you know anything more, there's that list, uh, that thrill list about the scariest urban legends from every state if you're from a state that has a spooky urban legend that doesn't get a lot of play please do let us know let us know and let us know your personal experience with it because i think that's sort of the dividing ethos between us and maybe other oh that's a really pods is like people saying like how they were told it who it was from what the sort of understanding was in your group of friends even if even if there's something that is not a widespread urban legend even if it's just something that is like even within your family or within your group of friends or your town um, my town in Laconia there was a rumor that there was a dark carnival that came through that <gasps> dark really, carnival yeah there was a there was a movie theater called the colonial in Laconia New Hampshire and the basement um was filled with like old carousel horses and like a giant animatronic fat lady, I believe, you know, like, like a thing where you'd like, watch this fat lady laugh and you put like a quarter in and she'd laugh. Um, Oh my God. She's severely underpaid. (laughs) I know. That's kind of my vibe now. That's Um, literally my job. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, feel for that gal. Um, yeah, if there's something like that from your town, just like let us know. We love hearing those things. Please let us know uh, at scary story underscore po- underscore pod. Uh huh. Or a scary story pod at gmail.com. And you can do it. Yeah. Oh, one more quick favor. Sorry, just one really quick thing. Get, Get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.